0: Welcome to the second episode of Kutsia Kaha Malaysian. First, a series of podcasts um, that I created so that we can find out and get connected to other Malaysians as well, especially in this unique, unprecedented, and very challenging times, life during COVID-19. There's a quote on mental health that I'd like to share. Mental health is not a destination, but a process. It's about how you drive, not where you're going. And that quote was from Noam Spencer, PhD, who is a specialist and expert in mental health. Seeing that I'm no expert myself, I decided to speak to someone who's actually undergoing issues at the moment. And I found him actually on Twitter. And I decided that for the second podcast, I was going to try and enlighten the majority of us who may not know about what people with mental issues or mental requirements are undergoing right now in this challenging time. And so I'd like you to meet Hasbi Masputra. Thank you so much. Uh, I know I've never met you. You've never met me, you know. So I think it's very generous of you to, to have said yes to uh, me wanting to speak to you. It's just that I found it quite fascinating, actually. I've been following your Twitter thread. Uh, I think it's very honest. It's, it's very useful for other people to be aware.
1: Uh, sure. I mean, uh, it's appreciated that it's uh, useful to some at least. Uh, so, of course, yeah, I'd like to add a uh, disclaimer. I am speaking from experience as a patient. Uh, as a peer for other mental health uh, patients. Uh, but I am not a mental health professional. If you need help, seek help from a mental health professional first.
0: When did you realise that you needed help, uh, that you had something that was different from other people and it wasn't just you know a typical issue that somebody can say, just deal with it?
1: Uh, well, um, I was diagnosed... In early 2012 with uh, Type 2 Bipolar Disorder, I guess I realised it towards the tail end of 2011 when a combination of work pressure and uh, issues with interpersonal relationships started to drag me down.
0: How did it affect you at that time?
1: Oh, well, affected me quite a lot. Um, performance at work went downhill very much. Um, physically, it, as is typical with a lot of people who go through depression, you may either lose or gain weight. Uh, you may either experience issues with sleep. You also probably would go through some issues with relationships uh, within your close circle and how you relate with society at large. So, And I guess because I was working uh, with an NGO at that point of time, I could also see the larger picture in terms of how psychosocial factors affected my health.
0: Did you get support uh, from your circle of friends, from the people who knew uh, you and and who care for you? Uh,
1: I I won't say no, (laughs) Um, but I would say some of the support was not the support I needed. Some of it was very negative. But I will say this, once I got medical help, my two current doctors got involved. Uh, It was very, very useful. But again, I mean, based on my experience talking with other people with uh, mental illnesses, I find it very similar in terms of many people don't get support from the immediate family or immediate friends, largely because of either misguided intentions or just a lack of understanding of how mental illnesses affect someone
0: for For someone who 's ignorant like me, I would like to know what 's the difference between bipolar type one and type two
1: Okay, uh, without being overly technical, there are actually about four types of bipolar disorder. I guess the most well known would be type one and type two. The major difference between type one and type two is that generally bipolar disorder is marked by going through different phases of mania, which is uh, periods of heightened energy and depression. Uh, type ones generally have a longer and more severe periods of mania compared to type 2. And type 2 experience longer periods of depression.
0: How can someone like me, who has very limited knowledge on how to reach out and support someone, how can I be a better friend and be supportive?
1: Okay, well, I guess I would look at it, and I have continued to look at it from a a micro and a macro view. In terms of a micro view, um, if you want to support someone with bipolar disorder, educate yourself on what it is. Uh, having said that, uh, each person with bipolar disorder, their experience would be different. So I'll give a simple example. Some people with bipolar disorder going through mania sometimes would experience a diminished capacity to make decisions. So some would go on ill-advised buying sprees, spend all the money and end up maxing out the credit card, ending up in debt. Uh, Again, this is just a general example. So understanding one, that is the illness itself and understanding how the illness affects the specific person that's on the micro level. On a macro level, also understanding that the road to recovery and maintaining stability involves very much the person's own autonomy and agency to make decisions about their life. So in my example, I find it very frustrating when patients' voices are not heard in terms of designing and delivering services to mental health patients. It frustrates me very, very much. Right. So if you, if you see a mental health advocate complaining about, oh, we don't get enough money uh, for mental health care or we don't have enough psychiatrists, there is truth to that. And we have to acknowledge that as well.
0: For those who are now currently in this situation, perhaps in the same house with family members who don't quite understand what they need, well, and I'm curious to know what what sort of boundaries would um, we need to have?
1: Okay, well, that's uh, actually a very good question. Um, Going back to agency and autonomy, a lot of people right now, I see, are going through grief. We're grieving. Using pop culture references, we're either going through denial, anger, bargaining, depression, or, and acceptance. These are not linear stages. We can jump from denial and anger uh, through bargaining and depression from hour to hour, minute to minute. Um, and I guess in terms of having boundaries, it's when someone expresses these feelings of going through anger, when these feelings express themselves through their, um, through their habits, through, through how they act throughout the day, we have to understand that one, it's not personal. Right. Two is completely, completely, completely valid to feel these feelings. Even people without mental illnesses are going through these stages uh, it's just that some, some of them don't understand and don't know I agree I,
0: I think I think one of the reasons why all of us are so obsessed about food is not just about us being Malaysians but we're seeking comfort in food
1: oh yes definitely if I can digress a little bit there have been studies done by evolutionary um, biologists to understand where does bipolar disorder come from and Why has it not been bred out of human beings at this point? So Mm -hmm. one of the theories uh, posited was that it arose during the times of of when we had um, ice ages, where the summers were very, very short and the winters were very, very long. So these periods of heightened energy helped during these short summers for us to prepare for these long, long winters. And these long periods of depression, or I would say maybe low-grade depression, helped with social cohesion when we were stuck in caves for a very long time, and we needed to depend on each other for our safety and for the continuity of our own survival. Seeking comfort in food is exactly the same as you would see a bear preparing for hibernation.
0: Right. For for someone who suspects that they might be bipolar, what are the signs that they should be looking out for and how can they find out whether they are?
1: Uh, Okay. What are the signs they should be looking out for? If you're going by the medical definition, everyone goes through feelings of sadness, feelings of being happy. And a lot of uh, misconception revolves around the idea that bipolar disorder is just mood swings. And the thing is, everybody goes through mood swings. And that's perfectly natural. That's perfectly understandable. We go through mood swings as the day progresses. We respond to the sun. We respond to the moon. We respond to people around us. But if the period of depression... That means a lack of interest in normally um, pleasure giving activities like hobbies, um, hanging around with friends, if a loss of interest in food, changes in behavior of sleep exceed seven days or more, and they interfere with your day to day functioning, this is a danger sign. And what you can do is refer to a general practitioner. Any doctor should be able to give you either a referral letter to seek further help or should be able to administer a very simple test. It's a questionnaire. But once, if you see that these patterns of depression and mania start to interfere, and this is key, this is key to the diagnosis of bipolar disorder, continuously for seven days or more, this is a danger sign.
0: With the situation that we're in now, those who are living alone, how does one cope with this feeling of isolation?
1: Okay, well, one is, if you cannot access help, get together a self-care routine. My first go-to is reaching for a bar of chocolate, which helps with endorphin production. Getting uh, early morning sunlight, maybe 15, 20 minutes a day, anytime from 8 to 11, which also helps with vitamin D production, endorphins. All these help with natural mood regulation we want to get as close as possible to the natural circadian rhythm which is following the sun
0: that was going to be my next question the circadian um, or you know cycle and, and how important it is
1: yes it is it is extremely important especially if you cannot access help right now keeping to a schedule even if you don't feel like doing anything schedule that i want to start cooking lunch at 12 i want to start cooking dinner at 8 these things help give you a sense of purpose, which feeds into your sense of agency and autonomy. Uh, even the fact that you told me, okay, uh, let's speak later today at four o'clock for an interview. That gave me something to look forward to. Oh, um, Yeah. And, and that, that gave me a sense of purpose. Um, even the stuff that I'm helping out with Happy Bank crew, sending out food for people who cannot access food at this point gives me a sense of purpose that helps my own mental health as well, because I feel useful. Okay. I feel needed. That, that actually helps with your sense of self.
0: Thank you so much for shedding light and enlightening us on what it must be like for someone who has issues, who needs support, what isolation feels like, what, what helps, what doesn't help. And uh, any parting words for anybody who's listening to this podcast at the moment?
1: Uh, Well, first off, thank you for asking me. It's always a pleasure. Please do not mention it. And for people out there who are, are experiencing heightened symptoms of their mental illness, there are people out there who understand and who are willing to help. Do not hesitate to reach out. And if you don't get help, the first instance of reaching out, don't give up. Reach out again.
0: I would suggest also that people who are listening who might want to find out more to follow your Twitter account as well. It's at Masputra.
1: Yes, that's right. Uh, But please be warned, I do use adult language.
0: Rated R? Yes, R. Thank you so much. It's been, you know, an eye-opener for me. And I'd like to thank you for your... Uh, generosity as well, and, and not holding back what you shared with us today. It's very educational for me and I hope for people who are listening as well. You know, this today I learned, basically.
1: You're welcome. And thank you very much for having me.
0: Now, before we end, here are a few things that you can do to take care of your mental health, especially if you are in isolation. Number one, have a routine. Now, I've read articles written by mental health experts that decluttering is a good way of occupying yourself if you're in lockdown, quarantined at home, or under restricted movement. Now, if you exercise, please continue by modifying what reps you do to accommodate the space you're in. Number two, avoid information overload. A time of crisis, unfortunately, means nothing to individuals who like to cause mischief and harm via social media, either by being alarmists, fatalists, or even embellishing reports or information. You can either mute or unfollow accounts that cause you distress and limit your information intake from legit news sites or official medical and health organizations only. Number three, if you need support, do seek it wisely especially if you're going to use social media to find it now remember seeking support from someone who is just as anxious or distressed as you are may worsen both your conditions avoid creating echo chambers and lastly number 4 the national security council of malaysia has hotline numbers you can call if you feel overwhelmed or distressed they are available between 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. and you can call Zero one one six three nine nine six four eight two, or zero one one six three nine nine four two three six. This is Kutse from Metamorphosa, wishing you a safe stay at home. Take care.